Um, what's the one with the ham in it? Texas omelet. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. It's always tech. Texas just means more. Is it the bigger. Australia of the United States? Uh, no, no, no that's definitely Georgia because <laughs> they're both penal colonies. True. Originally, yeah, yeah that's true for debtors. Yeah. All right, let's check this out. It's so cool. Yep. I, yep. I always remember this guitar riff. I don't remember the beat being so like weird. It's cool. All the like weird like yeah yeah. They almost sound like digital. What are those things called? Artifacts. This what it sounds like. Yeah, yeah. it's weird. <laughs> cool melody, like not totally like the, what you would expect from a pop song. Then it gets there. Yeah, that chord change. Yeah, that one's really huge. Oh, yeah. Oh, this course makes me want to put some fucking shampoo on. I know, right? <laughs> cool, really cool strings. Like, they actually add a lot. It's very, uh, like, prehistoric MIDI. <laughs> yeah. Like, software MIDI. <laughs> Yeah, even though we're listening on Spotify, I feel like I just put this CD in. I know. To a boombox. That changes color. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, yeah. There it is. It had some bud on it. Like what? Okay, bring it back. Okay, good. <laughs> just what? On the one. Yeah. This um this verse sounds like it could be like a Godsmack song. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're Boston, right? They're I don't Boston. Know. Man. Are they? I think, I think so. so. His name is Sully. Oh wow. <laughs> I remember listening to this song when I was like um doing driver's ed. Nice. I'm pretty sure I was like driving the instructor. This one came on. Nice. And then Phil Collins, Take Me Home. So fucking good. Yeah, so many weird shimmery textures to this that yeah. I didn't really notice until I put the headphones on. What a great chorus. Yeah, a little double hook right there. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> you know she knows it's good. Yeah. Welcome to Listen to This, a podcast in which we explore songs we like. We research what they mean, how they were recorded, why they were written, why we like them, and why you should listen. To this thanks for tuning in y'all we got a few episodes left here in season three we really appreciate you listening today we're talking about unwritten by natasha beddingfield released on november 29th 2004 it peaked at number five on the charts was certified platinum and was the most played song on u.s radio in 2006 wow what do you remember about 2006 i was 16 mm-hmm. probably just started driving yeah Driving to school, driving to basketball practice. Oh, well, <laughs> just a lot. Of, like, back when driving's so fun, too. Yeah. You, like, do it for any reason. Yeah. Now I hate driving. I think my dad got my car from, like, winning. I think he was, like, gambling, and someone owed him some money. <laughs> so he ended the guy, like, gave him a car, I think. That was my first car. 2006 was simpler time. Gambling winnings. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, perhaps more importantly, this song became the theme song for the MTV show, the Hills. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I don't, right, I don't really right. remember that one. I was yeah. with you on a beach. Yeah, I didn't watch any of the shows. Yeah. But I, like, 
they were so popular. You didn't like you knew about the OC. Yeah, you knew about Hills. But, you knew about them. You know, but the OC was like a like a scripted TV show. It correct? was. Yeah, like I guess the Hills probably was too. But they pretended like it, it was pretended. Like, yeah, like yeah, it was reality. Yeah. I kind of remember that their shows. They had like great music because I remember this was the theme song for the Hills, right. and then for Laguna Beach, it was fucking Hillary Duff. Oh, come clean, okay. Cinderella okay. story herself. Yep. Unwritten was written. That's such a stupid fucking thing. Jeez. <laughs> Unwritten was composed. There you go. By Natasha Bedingfield alongside Danielle Brisbaugh of the New Radicals and Wayne Rod- Rodriguez. So New Radicals had that song, Don't Give Up, yep. which is cool. They kind of share something in common. I'm not really sure what the, what that means. Knowing that yeah. makes me think about, it makes sense now. Just like how the song was like, kind of like a universal. Like knowing, knowing the pedigree. Yeah, <laughs> the lineage. The lineage. It like makes sense. Like I, I feel like I understand the song more now. Yeah. Now I, knowing that. Did you like the song when it came out? Yeah. I really like this yeah, one. Yeah. I think I remember the music video. Is this the one where she's kind of like parachuting through Actually, the city? You know so many more music videos than me. I never know. Well, this era, I remember because like it's like what you did. Like you woke up on the weekend. It was like. There was that period on Saturday morning cartoons where the cartoons hadn't got to your age yet. Yeah, there so, was like there was like the earlier kids cartoons mm-hmm. were on, but VH1 and MTV were playing music videos, and so you would just sit there and eat cereal and watch music videos. Oh, that's tight. So all the like I remember a lot of the music videos from this era because, <laughs> because you'd watch them before you know like whatever Pokemon or Yu Gi Oh comes on. Damn, isn't that so weird that like the just like the, your day to day life impacts like the music you listen to. Yeah. That's pretty definitely, cool. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> um, I guess like we think that our, the rest is still unwritten, but it's just written. We just don't know how. I know. Yeah. I, I love the it. whole like fate. There's yeah. fate, destiny. So, you, you, so why not talk about that? This song, like it obviously attempts to talk about that. Yeah. What do you think? I, I <laughs> love this idea that like your life has already been written and you're like destined to make all the decisions you were always going to make. Yeah. Oh, nice. Like that's so crazy to me. It could be. Yeah. Right? If some, something was like zoomed out enough, we wouldn't, we don't, wouldn't ever be able to challenge that opinion. Cause it's like, oh, like, okay, if we live like in a three dimensional world and then there's whether, whatever it is, fourth dimension or fifth dimension is time, mm-hmm. right? Was it like fourth dimension is gravity, fifth dimension is time, or flipped? <laughs> I've, done, cause I've, I've, I've like done a lot of like fate and destiny stuff. <sighs> and so it's like if you can, if time is like a dimensional thing and, and like a, a, a thing, then it has existed and will exist and has already like, so it's like you've already made all these decisions, <laughs> but you just haven't made them yet, just, even though they've been made. Yeah, yeah. I, that makes actually a lot of sense. That's like one of the best explanations I've heard from it. That's fucking funny. This Natasha Bedingfield song, just making it, making shit happen. Yeah. Also, doesn't her name sound like it? It, it like she is like destined, it is written for her that she needs to have like a collaboration for like home decor with Target. Absolutely. Like, oh, this is the Natasha Bedingfield selection. Actually, yeah, definitely like definitely like linens, throw pillows. She was inspired to write this track for her brother as a birthday gift because she was short on cash. That's such a total musician move, being like, Yeah, I'll write a song for someone in my family because I'm broke. The musician and then your family members like, ah, fuck you. Yeah. This thing sucks. Yeah. Why aren't you Tom Petty? (laughs) (laughs) She said that unwritten is about, quote, just not worrying. I really started to have dreams for myself when I was 17, but I was always afraid people were going to laugh at me. I finally just said, all right, I'm going to write songs, even if they're bad. 
I'm just going to keep writing until I get good. And then people will still laugh yeah, at it was it because not, like, <laughs> dude, that was, li- that was literally cause you say shit like that. Yeah, but That was literally the question in my notes I wrote is like to ask you, it's like, you're like still following your dreams to some degree, right? right. Like, I don't exactly know what your dreams were. Yeah, I mean, I mine was like to be in the NBA but when I was like eight. I realized I wasn't going to be good. <laughs> so like, is that still my dream? But like, you're still following your dreams. Like, do people still laugh at you about it? I get it all the time. I dude. don't know. Like, I, I, I don't know. Cause I don't talk to that many people. So I'm not putting myself in a position to yeah. be made fun of yet. Yeah. I've tried to like shut all those people out of my life. Yeah. Like at, it, to a kind of an aggressive degree, but it still happens from time to time. And I'm like, damn, like there is the P there are people that like, when you're like, Oh, like, you know, what do you do? And you're like, I'm like, Oh, you know, I work on music. There is like something where there is like a wish of like, I wish I could do when I speak to people more my age and even a little bit older, I get the sometimes like, Oh, I wish I would have done this thing that I wanted to do. I know. And now it's like too late. Now I have four kids I know they you know, they got like, distracted. Yeah. It's like you you know you went and got a law degree, or you started having fucking kids instead of listening to Natasha Bedingfield. See, these are the gems you can get on this podcast. It's possible. <laughs> Not saying that there's nothing wrong with that. These are just you know, plenty of people are com- I think complete the, content. I think, like I think you and Natasha are saying that there is something wrong with them. Your life is unwritten. It's unwritten. Your book I can't is wait empty. to talk about fate. Well, that'll be on our Patreon page. We'll yep. t- we'll have a nice discussion on music and the fates. Fate. So if you call it the fates, people think you're like more serious. It sounds like a sickness. Right? <laughs> unwritten has become a popular song used to celebrate graduations due to its uplifting message about the uncertain future and the potential positivity that resides within. What's your favorite wow. graduation song? Dude, I don't, number one, I don't think I <laughs> fuck with that. Did you, did you read that quote again? Unwritten has become oh, I, I, I has has become a popular song used to celebrate graduations due to a, its uplifting message about the uncertain future <laughs> and the potential positivity that resides within. I love potential. Po- it's like potential positivity oh, yeah, of an uncertain future. Like, good job. Like, you just graduated. <laughs> good luck. Because nothing is for certain and it's potentially positive. <laughs> this is a funny. I, this song is so funny. It puts me in a good mood, which I think is really cool. Um, what's your favorite graduation song? Oh man, I don't know. I don't know. When I think about like songs about school, I really like the Billy Madison. Back, back to, to school. school. <laughs> back to school. <laughs> I like that the vitamin C. Oh, As dude, yeah, go. yeah, yeah. That's a good one. The that's po- the one. That's the tear that brings the ter- parents to tears. Yeah, with the Pachelbel's cannon. Tin. Yes, exactly. Yep. Which yep. is around. It is around. Yes. I only have one question about the mix on this because, like, the mix is weird. I'm not, I like, I think it sounds really good, yeah. but the thing that is the most interesting to me, and maybe you can like help me understand this is her, the, like when the chorus comes around, it's so uplifting and like so positive. And it feels like, the, like there's like 300 Natasha Bedingfield singing, yeah. but it doesn't sound like it. Right. Does that make any sense? Yeah, it does make sense. Like, like how do you give less vocals more of a presence without it taking away from the other elements? Say it again. You said what? How do you give like less vocal tracks Mm -hmm. like more of a presence got you without taking away from like the beat or the the music there's definitely a difference between like you know you got like your one lead vocal and let's say you just do one stack versus four stacks versus eight stacks versus 16 stacks like they're all such different sounds and will change the way your song sounds and with this like when that chorus comes in like she's like really belting it and it's maybe only stacked a couple times. Like it doesn't sound like it's like a big eight 
person stacked thing, but it's still powerful because of just the range that she's singing in. It's just a power range. And when you stack it three or four times, pan them out and have a production that has the space for it, mm-hmm. it just makes this vocal fill in where instruments would have been. It's like instead of having big giant electric guitars yeah. taking up space on the sides, we'll put these vocals here and that'll be our hook. You Damn, know? that is so cool because that's exactly what they did. Yeah, it's and taking they, the space yeah, of what yeah, instruments yeah. would have been there. That's really cool. Yeah. Oh, sometimes it's about using less. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Shit. That's it. Yes, sounds great. This podcast was written. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks so much for listening to this podcast. Please spread the word about this podcast in real life. Tell all your friends, tell your family, tell your coworkers. Right. If if you have a job, I can't. The water cooler. (laughs) Yeah, go to the water. Hey, you've been listening to this podcast, but they talk about Natasha Bedingfield. We're on Instagram and Patreon, and I'll put a link to that along with our playlist on Spotify in the show notes. Thanks so much for listening to this.